Blog Talk Radio. History just repeat itself in a very, very strange fashion. I'll explain my theorem when it comes to off the rails tonight. Thing major. I mean, I could rant all night long about how this was wrong, how that was wrong, but then you know, it defeats the purpose of Friday show. Which here comes the cheap plug, folks. You can catch Pizza Simpson and myself on Friday <clears throat> for. Off the rails uncensored and slice of pizza. So, again, tonight I'm going to go over NXT results. And actually, I'm just going to focus on the matches that caught my attention, not the ones that put me to sleep. So, this means I'm going to shorten tonight. I'm definitely going to tell you the matches that caught my attention. The triple threat match with Johnny Gargano. Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunn. Why? It's a triple threat for the number one contendership for the NXT Championship. And my God, who wouldn't want to run down and interfere? From a personal vantage point, NXT has turned into main roster. Just a little bit. Well, there's been times when microphones really aren't needed, and yet they use them anyways for the dialogue to keep fans intrigued. So, yeah. Kushida versus LaCruz. I know. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it, but, you know, it does... Beg the fucking question, man. Should I or shouldn't I? I think I'm just going to stick to sticking to what popped in my mind on that show. MSK, their tag team championship match. I mean, they kind of remind me a lot of old school tag teams. I don't know who they remind me of. Oh, yes, the Hardys, the Rockers. Midnight Express. They're very high flying and they do a good job of just getting the crowd going or lack thereof. Um, 
but doesn't have weak connection. Come on, man. I have to read this, do I? Oh, it's a note. Okay, cool. I'll go over the matches, if you would. So be patient. So the very first match at the top of the show was the triple threat because they had to show interference angle with Adam Cole. God bless Adam Cole for returning, man. You know why? Because this show without Velveteen Dream, this show without certain guys and certain gals, it's going to suffer. You make with what do. So to be honest with you, I don't have an issue with what went on. I mean, it's a fucking show. They've got to plan around it to make it obvious that Adam Cole wants in the match and that he will be in the match. I don't know. I'm not a magician who can tell you what's going to happen and what's not going to happen, especially on NXT. So there's a lot of times where I've read Bleacher Report stuff about NXT results and also CBS Sports because they at least have people that are supposedly non-biased. When you can clearly see, judging on some of the shit that's already been posted on social media boards, that a lot of people are uninterested in getting in your house. The WWE pay-per-view, the NXT, taken under its tutelage because, well, they just did. So in the second time in history that NXT has revived the old in-your-house pay-per-views, and this is supposed to be a show through which people are on the edge of their seats. It's not main rostered. I'll explain later. But when certain matches are given a D plus, I watched some of that. I mean, I don't know some of these guys be wanting after the fact. Maybe they just want to hear their own voices and toot their own horns. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes it feels like wrestling has been so out of touch with its audience in some ways. In other ways, I'm not sure how certain fans would react. But if somebody is listening to this, this is what I have to say about NXT. It's not a bad brand. And there's always room for improvement. I know my co-host, Pizza Simpson, may disagree with me on this. But the whole Kerry and Cross, Adam Cole thing, did they just step back in time? It felt like Shawn Michaels and Sid Vicious. Not as legendary as those two, but kind of gave that feel when Adam Cole confronted Kerry and Cross. I mean, I would like to understand why they're going with that angle. And again, a lot of people theorize that Adam Cole may regain the title so that this company can actually get ratings, or they may have signed someone else to a freaking contract and honesty, you know, to help spice things up. Mm. Again, let me test that fucking theory right there. To help spice things up from a show that went from super cool, not mediocre, doing their own thing, giving the crowd exactly what they want. Sometimes they didn't. 
But you get my gist, right? The show on June 1st is a prime example of what not to do in some areas. In some areas, it was gray matter. Because I didn't really know what to, how to react. You know, triple threat, you know, it's not going to be boring. You're going to add some flavor. Because, well, that steak is fucking bland. The metaphorical steak, that is. When it comes to NXT, it used to be it was seasoned, it was grilled, it was cooked, and boy, did it taste really, really good. Again, just using it as a metaphor. I guess if I can pinpoint a few good things that are going for WWE's NXT. Again, with a limited roster, they're doing the best they can. The fact that Adam Cole probably is going to get entered into the match, or he's just going to screw Kyle O'Reilly. I have no clue. I'm referring to NXT's upcoming pay-per-view, best known as streaming live on the network on Peak or streaming live on Peacock app. By the way, it's five dollars, commercial-free. It also shows loads and loads of content from the good old days, as I like to call them, in professional wrestling for WWE exclusively. As I folded the towel and picked up the phone, I had time to contemplate thoughts about carrying cross. My partner in crime says he doesn't see anything remotely wrong with carrying cross. He's a big guy who can talk, he can move, he can be agile. I don't give a fuck <clears throat> about that. The night of June 1st kind of is etched in my mind as what happened. What happened to the NXT that we fell in love with in 2013? And even before that, what happened to it? The results, you know, again, only two matches stood out to me. MSK, tag team title defense. The triple threat match with three guys that cannot absolutely stand each other. Fucking shit. There was two good things out of a five, six match card night. I'm folding laundry, folks. Bear with me. So, there was only one women's match, is all there needs to be for the time being. The Indy Hartwell, Candice Array, <clears throat> you know, they're finished. They put together a finish, which is awesome for a tag team that just formed a few months ago. Anyways, I digress. There's certain things that process through my brain, especially when it comes to watching the June 1st edition of the black and gold brand and sad. Not happy, it's sad right now. So there are two good things on that card. One, begin the night with a triple threat and have Adam Cole run interference. But honestly, Adam Cole's the glue that's holding this fucking ship together. 
also Kyle Riley, maybe. I don't Pete Dunn. Hell if I know which name is gonna stand out on each roster, okay, or each wavelength. Right. So without further ado, I guess I'm gonna roll right into my theory about Adam Cole, Shawn Michaels, Sid Vicious, and Karrion Cross. Let's start the party. Are you sure you want to do that? Because I have like 40-some-odd minutes left. Oh, well, you know, you asked for it. See, I have 46 minutes to completely relay a theory to you, if you will. About uh, Adam Cole and Karrion Cross, who face off with one another alongside three other gentlemen that are extremely uber-talented for that NXT championship. Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast. It's coined and phrased March 7, 2016. As you all know, <coughs> any replication of a current episode or using the title Off the Rails Uncensored is strictly prohibited. And you will be fined $45 for every usage thereof off the rails and censored and so on and so forth. I am not responsible for the shit that's about to be said on live air. I am not responsible for finding your shoes being thrown at me because I need to go to bed soon. Got work in the morning. You know the same song and dance that comes equipped with well, me. Huh? Can you please hit my music? Now, please, pretty please, with a cherry on top. Anyway, you know. Just hit the music. <laughs> So did history really just repeat itself? Did, in fact, we go back in time for some of those who are super fans and witness something that already has happened in WWE just in a different time period and also during a different well, there's a different oh, for professional wrestling back in the in the 90s with Shawn Michaels and Psycho Sid. Ten seconds for station identification, right here on Wrestle Radio Network. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the look that drives the girls wild. I've got the moves that really move them. I said chill. Folks, so here's the deal. Theory, my head. Carrying Cross is uber similar to Psych. One, I don't know if you consider him to be a worker type, non worker type, 
one that's absolutely psychotic, pink. We take on Adam Cole, who's not all that big, but he still has the ability to do well. People would tease him, he can super kick and do more. He can do a lot of maneuvers that will shock you in the middle of the fucking sequence of watching him. John Michaels could also seem sing or things with different wavelengths. I'm getting it at is if you look at the comparisons, it's not that much different except it's just modern day wrestling. Should I rephrase that it was a modern day wrestling feel or reincarnation of Shawn Michaels and Psycho Sid. One's got, you know, he's going to kill Adam Cole. And the other, you know, on the other hand, Adam Cole got out of Dodge, if you will. Is it a bad thing? No. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I just repeat itself. So many times we've watched professional wrestling go, man, this, is, this moment is eerily similar to this moment. Show no interest in King Cross up until, well, never. Adam Cole carried the book Gold Brand. And has influences elevate some of the talent, and I disagree. I would like to point out not a lot of people test of being a main event guy. John Michael. It took him a minute to make of it, whereas Adam Cole has accelerated and done things that are not supposed to be done. He came from Ring of Honor. He didn't really have much except for his best friends, including Kyle and later edition of Roderick Strong. Michaels used to found others. He used to, you know, irritate the crap out of people. And that means that right there, or comparison, if you will, Adam Cole and Michaels how to draw the ire. In other words, I don't know if Adam Cole is a prick in the locker room. I haven't heard anything about it, but Cornette was assessing Adam. Maybe he might be able to tell you better than me. So might be able to assess Cross in the way that he's been booked. Long story short, Adam miniature. Oh my God, this guy and this guy are two wrestlers from the past. Professional wrestling. The rate, you know, as Stone put it, we weren't 
house. 96 through about 90 ratings starting intensive things were with WCW and WWE. And 1995 or 96, Shawn Michaels versus Sid. And Shawn Michaels actually proved himself worthy opponent of Psychos. Carrying Cross. Well, you can talk after his valet sucks balls, literally. Um, <clears throat> Carrying Cross is the Psychos did. Except for there's one actually speak. I know that I've been too keen on him. I'm still not to be that in that moment first yep featuring Mr. Cross and Adam Confrontation. Well one must is it very similar to Diesel and Sean? Is it very similar to Psych and Sean Michael? Of the confrontation. I think it was similar to me, dude. To answer your question, it's very sad and shocking because big guy versus little little guy said not favored, but ladies, we're gonna pause to again for station identification. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen, but hang tight. So just because one conference, one guy's big, one guy's there's been a lot of that lately going on in WWE. How do we know wrestling history? Some of us do, some won't, and some of us never or won't. I have shed my light theory that Adam Cole may not be considered underdog in this and in your house but enough rambling my overall thoughts on the show June the 1st same only Two matches together on the card, and also the end was decent. It just whomever English stuff. <clears throat> you need more people. Pandemic is you know what the dynamic length is. No, it's just as you to take precautions if you haven't been. Back. I didn't know that shit. Be <laughs> random because running on feelings. You going back to live shit? And if I was to, yeah, amongst other things, depends on. Are there's a 
website. What I saw currently. I don't know. It's very hard. It's also harder to do. It's hard to get people to instructions. So on this note, the notes that I had for first NXT, it literally said, I have two good matches and two NXT. These are very similar to main roster. Things going all right, there's AL. Used to be AL. That's when she used to post newsletters. Right. Can answer your long roundabout way, Andrew. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna show on that note. I'm not gonna be as quick. <laughs> there were two good on my notes today. Versus Fantasmal and two Greg Orton. I don't know. Very random right there. Um, so NXT card is supposed to be alluded to NXT over. Um. Looks down questions with those usual. Uh well if question I'm gonna tell you NXT as a whole not bad. No, it's not just the roster needs a cut makeover. I'm gonna tell you. Because there's certain that are taken more seriously than what they're supposed to. And yeah, and I, yeah. I did just, I literally, I did just space myself out what's going on with certain places. I feel like Rocky. Just trying to get through this show. NXT, I'm pretty sure when they go back to a live crowd, they'll be fine. It just depends on which region you go through. Also, I want to just take time out to take a break from NXT, and, man, that feels great. All right. The Black and Gold brand, 2021. They said ratings have fizzled out. People aren't buying as much as they used to. But when you have bad product, what's the point? All right. There needs to be that point in the show for NXT where they press pause. And say, alright, we need to fix this, so let's just do it. The remote doesn't exist like that. 
even though they're in Queens. No, it's a universal remote. I know that much. I'm answering random questions that have nothing to do with professional wrestling, but if you'd like to message us directly, it's Wrestle underscore radio, Wrestle Radio Network, forward slash Facebook.com, and also on Twitter, at Brian Rails underscore Twitter. Look, what I'm trying to tell you all is NXT's black and gold brand needs a cosmetic makeover for the entire roster since they lost Aleister Black, Andrade Cien Almas, and various other names that we'll be talking with Pizza Simpson later on. Sorry for the complete ramble, folks, but I'm going to wrap this up here shortly by saying the following. NXT needs to go out and find somebody. Maybe Kurt Gannon. Maybe someone else. Because I guarantee you, Vic, <laughs> Vic Joseph must be talented just barely enough. That's all I got, folks. Black and gold needs to improve. The theory of Shawn Michaels and Psycho Sid with Karrion Cross and Adam Cole, still not changing my mind on that, folks. So if you're listening... Godspeed. Absolutely felt horrible tonight. Um, but it felt good to get through a show. Anyways. I was going to say, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches. I got to go to sleep before I tip over. Oh, before I go, though, Nikki Cross, you uh, might get an extra opportunity Maybe to face Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Hopefully they don't play hot potato when Nikki wins it. Maybe. I don't know. Just excited. Also, on the side of AEW, I will save that for this coming Friday. Again, well, though, in real talk, though, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words. Boy, is forget about it. Now, DJ, play my song. Take it. <laughs>